Welcome to the MCA All-Star Podcast, where we talk about all things operations so you can build the best real estate brokerage in this ever-changing industry. Today, we've got a great interview lined up for you, where we learn from one of the top operational leaders in the game. So break open your notebook, sit back, and enjoy the show. Well, I'm super excited. Today, we have the amazing Jennifer Tinker. And I'm excited because, Jennifer, we met, we first met when you were going through the 306090 program as an MCA, as an operations leader. Um, and what I recently found out is that you are actually transitioning from MCA to becoming a team leader, which for a lot of people, they had to like rewind and listen to that again to be like, wait, you can go from an MCA to a team leader. Um, so I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about like, who are you? How long have you been in the role? Tell us about this transition that's coming up. Um, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll let you talk now. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, yeah, it has been a long time since we've seen each other. Yeah. Um, and for anyone listening, 306090 is amazing. So especially okay. for even I was an experienced MCA that went through it. It was very eye-opening. So I was very grateful. Um, yeah. I've we'll been, make sure to I, get your payment settled up after the call. Can you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, uh, send them all large bills. Okay. Yes. You got um, it. <laughs> so I've been with um, KWRC for almost 11 years. And out of those 11 years, eight of them, I've been in the MCA world. Um two as an assistant MCA, and then the other six as the actual MCA. Um, and I have a really great OP named Mike Swarick. And along my journey, since I started at the front desk, he's always challenged me and he's always opened doors for me. So he came to me maybe last year and just said, I'm noticing like, I'm just noticing that you're maybe not as passionate as you used to be. And, you know, when someone says that, it kind of hits you in the stomach because you're like, what? I'm super passionate. Yeah. I love my, I love my agents. I couldn't love them anymore. Um, and it made me stop and think, what was he seeing that potentially my agents were seeing that I was missing? Mm. And um, a backstory to how I became the MCA is, my MCA, when I started with Vincent Scott, who's very well known in Keller Williams, um, he was my an amazing mentor and friend, and he passed away from cancer. Mm. So I was gifted um, the opportunity of being the MCA. And I say gifted because it truly was a gift. And Mike and our agents took a really big chance on me. And I made a promise to Vince when he was passing that I would be true to being the MCA. So I think I held on to it probably for a really long time for that reason. Mm. Um, I just, and I, I love people and I love my agents and I've done a lot of recruiting and I've done a lot of accountability coaching. And that's what sets me like me on fire. It's not spreadsheets. It's not the PL. It's certainly not transmittal. Um, and it just took Mike giving me that nudge and saying, I think it's time for us to look at something different. Gotcha. Wow. What a powerful story. Um, so I heard you say that you, you were in the MCA role for about eight years. 
Um, but you also mentioned that your your passion is recruiting. You've you've done that. Is that something that you've done like this whole time you were at MCA, or you know when did you start doing that? So for probably two years when I was the MCA, we had no team leader. So there was, to me, there was no choice. I had to, I had to help our office grow and it didn't matter what that looked like. So I just started holding appointments because it's what made sense. And I've done it ever since. So with all the spare time that you had in the MC role, you just started holding appointments. Correct. (laughs) Okay. So tell us more about that. Like what like you actually held appointments and yeah. you were the MCA. How did you do that? Correct. Um, I will be very honest with very poor time management. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you can be brutally honest here. Yeah, if you remember me from 30, 60, 90, I am very much. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very poor time management. I didn't take a vacation. I haven't actually been on vacation since I've been the MCA. Wow. Um, it just, it's just the way it worked. It's not a bad thing. It's not a great thing. I don't recommend it. It was choices that I made and I don't regret them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was uh, fear of leverage um, and very poor time management. Do you feel like, I mean, how do you feel like you would do it different looking back? Oh, 100%. I was so resistant to um, letting go of any of the MCA tasks. To me, it was like I had to, I had to hold on to them. And I made a couple bad hires in the assistant MCA world. And then I was so terrified to hire again. Mm. It's because it's a lot. The CV process is a lot. Training in MCA is a lot. And when it goes wrong twice, it was just like, I can't do it anymore. So I'll just do everything. That was me. I'll just do everything. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's nobody listening to this call that can relate to that, uh, myself right. included. That yeah. Okay, so um, so you were you, yet you were doing it. You were doing the MCA role. You were also holding appointments. Yeah. Was that like easy to get started doing that? I mean, how did you get started actually setting an appointment? So it was all new agents. So as you okay. know, new new agents are super easy to have appointments. Generally, we're very lucky in our market center, they either walk in or call. So it doesn't take a lot of work. Um, My my agents would give me referrals of people to call, but it just started with new agents. And then it's almost like you become addicted to it because it's a a game. You, Mm. You don't want someone, when you believe this is the best place to be, you become so invested in that person that you're almost offended if they go somewhere else and it becomes like the, I'm going to get them. And that's my mentality. Like there's nowhere else you should be. So that it just, it becomes like this fire inside of me. I love that. So you started recruiting and you just started, you had people either walking in or you got referrals from people or they would call in and you said you were mostly just meeting with new agents. Um, was there like a, a certain conversation that you feel like really worked? What was that like just actually having the appointment? So it's still the way that I do it now. I'm very, I just treat them like they're human and I'm human. 
Um, most of the time, new agents, especially, they come with those questions that everyone that they get told at school that they have to ask. And yeah. have, and most of the time, they have no idea what those questions mean. So as soon as I meet someone, I just immediately, I don't have them call me Jennifer. I have them call me Jen. So I feel like a real person. And yeah. I let them know, like, you're interviewing me. I'm not interviewing you. And whatever that piece of paper is, please put it away and ask me what's really important to you. Mm. And I always get personal. I ask about if they're married, what their spouse's name is. If they have children, what are their names? How old are they? What do they do? So I immediately go personal before I go business. Interesting. I love that. So does that work? I mean, how many people have you recruited that way? So it's so funny. This morning I said, Kim said to me, um, how can I help you? I said, well, I need to know how many appointments I've held yeah. <laughs> and, and how many, and how many people I've recruited. So we did it together. So I've, I've held about 500 appointments. Wow. Over, I, over eight years from, from no, from 2017 till now. Okay. So what and is that? I've, six years. Yep. And I've recruited about 175. Wow. 500 appoint. Oh my gosh. 500 appointments, 170. I mean, there are market centers that are 175. You've, you've recruited a market center. Yeah. That's awesome. All is the MCA. Cause you, you only Correct. recently are okay. Wow. Now I know you guys have had a team leader at some point you did get a team leader. Correct. Right. Um, okay. So you started with new agents. Is it yep. still new agents? Have you are you doing any other appointments with other groups I of do. agents? I do. Okay. I have. Um, I've recruited a couple cappers. Huh? Um, so it just kind of most of the cappers that I've recruited are leads from either my title company or from agents in the office. So I've not cold called and gone through any of that with anyone in production. They've all been necessarily like given to me. Gotcha. Okay. Um, is that the same conversation? Is that different? What's that like? I still always start it the same way. I get personal first because I feel like if, if I know you and you feel like I care because I do care, even if you're a stranger to me, I care about you as a human. So once we can connect personally, I have more of a chance of you telling me any pain so that I can help you solve it. Gotcha. I love that. So you go into the personal, how does that business conversation look or, or does it ever get to that point? Like what is, what, what's your system around that? You just come in, Hey, tell me about you. Yep. So usually it's just like, Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself if they're in real estate. So how long have you been in real estate? Okay. What's been, what's been going great. What do you love? And then they'll tell me and I say, well, okay. So how did you end up with me? because if you've been in real estate, there's a reason why you've said to someone that you're looking and my name has come up. So if you don't mind me asking, what brings you in here to sit with me? And then usually they'll tell me. So it's not, I don't have to dig a lot. I usually can get the reason pretty quickly. I love that. Do you ever have anybody who's just is like, well, I'm just kind of exploring or I'm just, you know, I thought, why not? I, I have, and I had one just now. And if someone is in production and they tell me, I'm just looking around, I'm, I know I'm not happy and I want to see what else. And, you know, they're never quick conversions. Usually if they're in production, I text them every week. 
So oh, really? I had, yes, I had an agent that I've texted every week for two months and she's joining next Wednesday. Wow. And, and her reason, she came from one of my title reps and the reason she chose us was because I treated her like a person. Mm. And you like, text her <laughs> every I week. I text her every week. And what do you text her? Just, hey, checking in on you. Didn't want you to think I forgot about you. If you need anything, you know you can reach out to me. Mm. And then it just became where I was at TL Skills, and I always text her on Monday, and I didn't, and she texted me. Really? And she said, good morning. It's Monday. I didn't. You didn't check in with me. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm in Texas, and I apologize. And she said, now you can't not text me on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. So was she responding to those texts before? Or? Every time. Oh, really? Okay. So you would text her every week. Is that yep. the same with other agents? Yep. Okay. So you text them. Do they all respond to you or? No. Okay. And sometimes they'll respond and then they'll stop and that's okay. Yeah. So if someone stops responding, I might wait a couple of days and I'll just send a text like, Hey, just, uh, just circling back, wanted to make sure you got my text. I know life gets crazy. Um, if you've made a decision to go to another brokerage, I just want you to know, I have no hard feelings. Please always keep my number. Cause I'm always here. And then I just let it go. I love that. So you, you said you text them every week. Is there, at what point do you stop doing that? When they stop? Re- that? Nope. So if they stop replying to me, then I'll stop. But if they continue to reply, there's no reason for me to stop. Got it. Okay. I love that. So you, um, so you, your capper appointments are the ones that are referred to you Correct. and then you meet with them and then you'll follow up with them. Is yes. there anything that you do with your existing agents to, uh, you know, drive those referrals? So my agents don't always give me cappers. They more give them to Kim. So really my cappers have come from my title uh, of the marketing director of our title company. She sends, she has a huge network and she always sends me agents in production. Okay. Most of the internal leads, I might get like up to a quarter capper, but anyone above, they go to Kim. Got it. And how, what do you, what's the nature of that relationship with your, your title person? How are you? Is that something you're you're purposefully, you know, connecting with that person to give you leads or what is that like? So she's my, we became very good friends and she sent me, um, she sent me a capper and the capper ended up joining. And at the time she wasn't in the system. Um, so we, so I was trying to explain to her profit share because she should get profit share. This is your like title if, person? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So like, if you are sending people to us, that's, that's our culture. And so now she's, she's in our system and she's a part of Keller Williams. So she should get profit share. So now, and she always says like, I don't care. I send you people cause I know you'll take care of them. And I, I believe they should be with KW, but now she gets the benefit that she can sponsor people. Okay. I love that. Um, that's awesome. So so she sends you referrals. Um, do you have any idea on like how, you know, she's just connecting with that many agents? Like how is, 
how are people coming into her world that she's able to refer them to you i really believe she's like a networking queen yeah she um she knows a lot of people she does a lot in the communities and she just has that kind of personality where you would just talk to her so when she meets an agent that isn't with KW, she'll just talk to them very casually. And then she starts the relationship. So she actually makes it really easy for me because when she hands them off to me, it's warm. It's almost a hot lead because yeah. she's talked so much about KW that they're so excited. And then she's talked so much about me that they feel like we're friends. And then they're so excited to meet me. I love that. That's genius. Yeah. So you found someone who is influential in that community um, that basically just cues you up and says, yep. great, you're interested, you're looking, you need to talk to Jennifer. Exactly. I love that. Okay. Awesome. So what, I mean, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm talking to a team leader here, but it's crazy because you also were an MCA for eight years. So tell us about like, I don't know, what was that mindset like for you? Were you nervous the first appointment you went on? What was that like? So, gosh, it was so long ago. Um, I'm sure I was nervous. Um, I can't even remember it, to be honest. They're probably here in my office. They're probably still an agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't get nervous in appointments, knock on wood, I shouldn't say that, but I don't go into it with this overwhelming feeling. Like I don't make it bigger than it is. It's just, I'm meeting with someone and if they, if I can make them understand how great we are and if they can open up to me, then it's so easy. And I, I'm so relational that it's almost like the highlight of my day. Mm. I get to get away from my computer and I get to go connect with a person. So I don't know that there was, there was nerves for the appointment. It was probably more for the conversion. I didn't want to meet with someone and not be able to have them sign. Hmm. Tell me more about that. How did you, is that something that you had to overcome? What, what was that like? So I had to realize that if someone doesn't choose KW, it's not necessarily something I did wrong. It's that they don't understand either the value or, and maybe I didn't explain it right. And sometimes with newer agents, they get very caught up in money. Mm. And, you know, if you go to, you know, that big balloon company, um, they, they can make it sound very enticing to a new agent and they don't hear anything else. And then when they come here, like our cap is 24,000. And they get so wrapped around 24,000 that they don't hear anything else. Got it. So how, how do you overcome that? I think I just let go of the fact that we're not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. The people that join our office, they want to be here. So I want them to be here. And if you if you believe that KW isn't for you, there's nothing that I can say that's going to make you change your mind. And if I can deliver in the best way our value and our culture, and you can feel my passion for this company, and you still don't want to be here, 
then you shouldn't be here. Like, I feel like it's a gift to be a KW associate. Mm. I love that. So, okay. So we talked a little bit about your system. We talked a little bit about your appointments, what you do, what you say, how you get referrals. Um, okay. So you said when you, when you first started, you were, it sounds like you were working a lot, right? Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about what you would do differently. Um, how, you know, how would you recommend if there are MCAs on this call who are wanting to contribute to gross, um, how would you recommend they go about doing that? So I think um, if, if you're really passionate about it, it's starting with career nights. I probably would have started that way. It's mm. the easiest way, I believe, if you haven't done it before and you just want to test the waters. Because generally career nights are once a week and you may just have a few people, but there's everything is set in stone. You know what to say. Generally, you have a slideshow that you're going to present. You know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and it, it's a really good ease in. Um, hopefully you have a really awesome team leader that you can either shadow or you can role play with so you get to see that. Um, but definitely, I think if you're just starting as an MCA and you want to dip your feet into recruiting, I would start with career night. Mm. I love that. What advice would you give to someone who, you know, maybe is concerned about the, that time piece, right? Of how do I get my stuff done, but also make room for recruiting or, or supporting the team leader around recruiting? I think it's. All of our, I believe every MCA wants to hold everything and it's, we are the last people to leverage um, and it's leveraging to your team around you and being okay that you don't do everything that other people around you do it because gross is what's, it's what drives all of our market centers. You need it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like for Kim and I, we're very different personalities. And people are attracted to her or attracted to me. And sometimes, a lot of times we tag team. So that dynamic is important. And if you're passionate about helping with growth, you'll find the time in your schedule. And it probably means leverage. I love that. So I didn't recruit when Kim first came here. I stopped recruiting. She kind of held it to herself. And so there was a period of time where I wasn't recruiting. Mm. And... I don't remember what year it was. It might've been 2021. I think it was. Okay. She had a, a personal emergency that took her out of the office. Um, and in that it forced us to test the trust that we had in each other. Mm. She needed to know that I had her back, which I did. Um, so then I started recruiting again. And okay. when, she, when she came back, the day she came back to our office, my husband was in a motorcycle accident mm. and I got a call that he was being, um, he was being rushed to shock trauma and I literally had to leave and she was just coming back and I ran out and same thing. I had to trust her that I could step out and she would take care of things. Mm. So in that moment, we created this bond that no matter what happened in our lives, we had each other's back. Mm. 
And there was never from that point on a question. And then we realized, hey, we actually really have a good time together and we have a lot of fun and we really like each other. And when we were able to show that to the agents inside our market center, mm. they picked up on it. It was, it becomes this energy that they're driven to. And then we tested it with a recruit and she went in first and the recruit was a little bit cold. And then I went in and they warmed up and then we stayed together and then they signed. So wow. then we were like, hey, we're on to something. So we really balance each other really well. And I think for a long time, I didn't have that with my team leader. And you realize how important an MCATL relationship is because it's, it's everything. I love it is that. Literally, it is everything. Yeah, that's so key. How, okay, so tell us more about, about that dynamic, right? So you have a recruit. Um, is there like, okay, this is going to sound super nerdy. No. Is there like a secret signal that you all give? Like, how do you know, like, oh, okay, like it's time for me to go in or like, is that even something that you guys plan or does it just sort of happen organically? It just sort of happens organically. If So I always know if she has a recruit and vice versa, she always knows if I do. Okay. And um, generally, I know her flow. So I know where she is in a conversation, generally speaking, and I just bust in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How do you know um, when to bust in? I don't. I just bust in. You just, so okay. It has to be in the beginning or in the end, because in okay. the middle there, she's talking. So that's just rude. So okay. generally... Um, I bust in in the beginning or at the end, and I literally just bust in and she'll be like, this is my partner, Jen. And then I just start talking and same now with me, she's a little more reserved than I am. So okay. she always comes at the end of mine and introduces herself or I'll bring my person to her. Um, but if she is in a, in a, in a recruiting appointment, I always go in, um, we share an office. So her desk is back there. Okay. So if she's on a zoom. I always push my chair back, pop my head in her space and say hi to whoever she's talking to. Okay. So, and I think, and the feedback we've gotten from people is that it's natural and it's organic and they feel it. So mm. it's never, it doesn't feel contrived. So if we planned it, if she was like, come in at three minutes and 30 seconds, yeah. <laughs> like you would just be able to tell where it's very much my personality to just kind of bust in and I'm the touchy one. I'm going to hug you immediately. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to compliment your nails or your whatever it is. And she knows that. So then it becomes like this joke. She'll just be like, you know, Jen's going to talk about your nails and all this <laughs> stuff. But it, it doesn't feel forced because it's not. Okay. So, so you guys do this and, and you feel like this, this helps with your conversion. A hundred percent. Okay. And it's just because you've got different personalities and you kind of complement each other. If, you know, have you ever had anybody that is just like, this is, this is too much. This is too many people talking to me, trying to get me to join. No, because neither one of us push it. So if she's in a recruiting appointment, I respect the fact that it's her clothes. Mm. I'm just coming in as like the whipped cream on the Sunday. So okay. say, and 
same thing. If I'm with someone and I need her help, then I just come and get her. But I tell the recruit, you know what? I'm going to get my partner, Kim, because she may know a better way than I do. So we both respect that the, the other one is doing it. And she knows if I need her, I'm going to come and get her and tell her exactly what I need. Got it. Okay. And she may come and say, Jen, can you do me a favor? Can you go in and we just finished and just love on this person a little bit? So then I know what I need to do. Just yeah. If they're on the edge, then I just go in and do whatever I need to, to do to make uh, that person feel like love. I love that. It, it sounds like you both know each other's strengths. Um, and you kind of, it almost sounds like too, you, you know, the type of people that, that each of you connects with and, and yeah. what the two of you kind of bring to that, that appointment. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, um, great. So, how, you know, what would you say if, if someone's listening and they're going, gosh, I, you know, I wish I had that kind of relationship with my team leader or with my MCA what would you say to them? What advice would you give to them? Take time. It takes time and you have to, you have to want it. Um, Kim and I, not that we ever didn't like each other. We never took the time. We were very siloed. She did her thing. I did my thing. Unfortunately, it took like life events to make us be like, oh my gosh. Um, and I wish earlier we both had slowed down to take the time to get to know each other outside of the market center, because we're all a certain person in our roles and we show up as that person. And when we leave nine times out of 10, we're a little bit different. We're probably a little more relaxed. So I think that one, both roles have to understand how much you need each other because you do. And the relationship between a team leader and an MCA, in my opinion, is the most important relationship in every market center because you two are really running everything. And if you're not on the same page and you don't have each other's back, everyone knows it. Everyone. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I, I definitely feel like I see that. Um you know, the, the market centers that operate the best have that key relationship is really dialed in. So it has to be. And we don't battle for like, who's better than someone else. Like she, she, I just got a notification. She posted a picture of me on her Facebook about me being on this podcast. Like she yeah. is my, <laughs> she's my biggest cheerleader and I'm hers. Like I could, I wouldn't be here without her. Mm. So it's like, we, we both understand that it's, it's really good to shine the light on the other one. And it doesn't, it's not all about what she does or what I do. We celebrate each other and our, and our success and our failure is both of ours. I love that. Yeah. I, I can tell, I mean, just, the, just the way that you're talking about that partnership, you're talking about that relationship. Uh, you know, it really is, like you said, it's, it's about succeeding together as a team, not about, you know, individually succeeding. So I love that. That's awesome. Um, gosh, so much good stuff here. I feel like, <clears throat> um, you know, we went from 
just MCA recruiting to really the team leader MCA partnership and relationship. Um, I feel like I, I've got all kinds of great takeaways from this. Is there anything else uh, that you feel like you would want to leave people with that we didn't talk about or um, just any, any other pieces of, of advice that you would give to someone who maybe is newer to recruiting? I think the only, the only piece of advice I would give is you have to believe that this is the best place. Mm. You, otherwise, you can want to recruit. And if you don't want to recruit for the right reason, you'll never be able to do it. So you have to truly believe that your office and this company is the best place for any agent. And we have everything that anyone could possibly need to get what they want. And if you don't believe it, then you shouldn't be recruiting. I love that. Do you feel like, I don't know, I mean, maybe this is crazy to ask, yet have you ever found yourself questioning that at times? Never, never. Never question it. Okay. Never. What What do you feel like has been there that has made that so certain for you? So for my office, um, my my op mike literally i tell everyone he's changed my life mm. um without him i wouldn't have the opportunities that i've had um i wouldn't be the person that i am without him without my coach karen so i see the way kw has changed my life and i'm not even an agent like i started working at the front desk making thirty thousand dollars a year i was only intending to be here for a year and wow. now, so now I'm going on my 11th year and I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. And my agents, they're the best. And I know other MCAs are like, no, my agents are the best. Well, no, my agents are the best. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just believe so strongly in the team here. And when I went to TL Skills Camp and I met Mark and Jason and Jen Lewis and Gary came in. I turned to Kim because Mark gave his cell phone number. Jason gave his cell phone number. And I turned to Kim and I'm like, where else does that happen? Mm. Where else do people with the responsibility that they have tell you, if you need something, text me, here's my information. That's not real life. Like you're not finding that, that feeling of family and it truly is anywhere else. Yeah. I love that. Anything that you would say, to someone who maybe is questioning like is is this the best place uh you know for agents like are are we really that good right what would you say to someone who might be questioning that call me i love it call me okay. call me because there's probably a training or there's something there's a person you haven't met or a training you haven't haven't attended to make you change your mind I love it. Well, there it is right there. Uh, I feel like, you know, at that point you had to give your number out, right? It was I could, like, I give my you number You just talked about Mark and Jason. So, I mean. I, I give my phone number to everyone and people in my office think I'm crazy because literally every recruit leaves with my phone number. There you go. I love it. Awesome. Well, I'm honestly, I'm super thankful and super grateful that you spent the time going through this. I feel like I've learned so much just 
oh. you know, learning about your, the system that you have, that journey that you went through of, you know, front desk to MCA and now team leader opportunity. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Jen. And um, yeah, well, yeah. I guess uh, we'll have to connect again at, at Mega Leader Please. coming up or yeah. 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 And thank you so much for reaching out and having me. I feel just honored that you would spend any time with me. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Um, I'm sure people got a lot of notes out of this and I hope uh, so. we'll see you at the next event. Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Herb. Thank you for tuning in to this month's episode. We hope and trust you learned something today. If you liked what you saw, be sure to like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content.